This is your English Catholic News for today, March 8th. Today we have a special for our English Catholic News. We are celebrating International Women's Day. We are celebrating with the National Board of Catholic Women. They today are having a review and are at the Bishop's Conference looking at the future and how we can embrace women in the church. The theme for International Women's Day is Embrace Equity. The sign is folded arms across the chest, and the colors are colors purple for justice, green for hope, and white for purity. This Today, I'm very pleased to have with us Dr. Mary McHugh, which will be sharing with us a bit of our own woman, international woman in our own country, Mary Ward. Dr. Mary McHugh, the microphone is all yours. Thank you very much. Um, I'm talking today about Mary Ward, who was born over 400 years ago in Yorkshire. She came from a very wealthy family, a middle-class family, that were very staunchly Catholic at a time when there was persecution of Catholics in England and people could be punished by imprisonment or execution for harboring priests. Her early family life, she spent a lot of time with her grandmother who had in fact been in prison for just that thing. Um, and priests would travel around from big house to big house saying mass for the Catholics in the family and in the neighborhood, but all in secret. She was brought up uh, and she felt a great calling to um, develop her faith and to spread the faith. And the only opportunity then for a girl, apart from marriage, um, to do that was to join a convent. But there were no convents in England at that time. And many English girls went to northern Europe, to Saint-Omer and round northern um, France, where there were convents set up for them. She joined the Poor Clares in Saint-Omer, uh, which was an enclosed order. But she really felt that this wasn't her calling to be in an enclosed convent. She felt that she was called to missionary work and to be able to travel around and teach the faith. The Council of Trent had decreed that all women's religious orders had to be enclosed, and there was no other opportunity uh, to do that. So she left the Poor Clares, and then she came back to England for a while, was doing some, if you like, catechesis and teaching in people's houses, but had a series of visions, that, not, not seeing things, but intense spiritual experiences that convinced her that God was teach, telling her what God wanted for her. The last of these, uh, she heard quite clearly, uh, intellectually, not audibly, take the same of the society. And she knew this to mean to model herself and her organisation on the Jesuits who were an international travelling, able to um, uh, move around uh, teaching the faith. And this was the model that she wanted to set up for women. Uh, to be able to um, be under a direction of a um, woman head and to be answerable only to the Pope. She had a vision that what girls needed was education, both in the faith and in other skills that would 
enable them to fulfill their place in life. And she set up very many schools in Northern Europe, in Germany and in Italy. These were free for poor girls and taught as well as um, reading, writing, needlework. They also taught Latin and languages and the arts. So they were, they were modeled on the Jesuit schools that had been built up at that time. She petitioned Rome several times to have this institute recognized. And this was very unsuccessful. There was a lot of opposition to it, mainly because local bishops wanted the religious orders to be under their control. And also because um, uh, women were not considered by the church to be um, stable enough, probably, to be out free in the world teaching uh, the faith and that they should be in convents. Um, and this dated uh, back to the Council of Trent. It produced such hostility that it ended up with her actually being imprisoned by the Vatican in a Paul Clare convent in solitary confinement in Munich. And her order was suppressed with a papal bull and disbanded. Um, most of the schools ended up being closed uh, and she returned to England um, really having failed in her vision, but still having that vision that um, women could do much. One of the quotes I like from her is, there is no such difference between men and women, that women may not do great things. And I hope in God it will be seen that women in time to come will do much. She lived through periods of quite intense conflict, both the, com the um, effects of the Reformation in England and then in Europe, the Thirty Years' War, which she really was uh, traveling through the middle of it. And when she came back to England and to York, it was the start of the Civil War in England. Um, she died in York and is buried in Oswaldwick in St Thomas's Anglican Church, which, as the, her companions said, was where they found a vicar honest enough to be bribed to bury her at a time when Catholics were not able to be um, given a full funeral rites. Her companions who she took with her and who she encouraged the whole time, and she was very much a woman who worked with other women. She was not on her own as a loner. Uh, and she developed women in leadership. She actually encouraged them to, to start new um, schools, to um, take over uh, management and running of the, of the institute. And they kept the schools going in a very small way, even after her death, even after the suppression. And about 100 years later, they were recognised as an institute um, and given full status as that. However, they were not allowed to mention Mary Ward as their founder. And for several hundred years, no reference at all was made to Mary Ward in the history of the, uh, of the order, outside the order, although they did keep the story uh, alive within the order. Uh, the, the, the order that she started, or the, the, the congregation that she started, uh, in England, 
um, set up school in London and at the Bar Convent in York very early on. And um, there were also from there an Irish branch started and they spread throughout the world, not just in Europe and in England, but in Australia, Canada, India, there are IBVM Loretto sisters and Com Congregation of Jesus sisters, all of whom have their origin in Mary Ward's um, mission and Mary Ward's vision of women working together to forward the faith and to educate women. And they still continue to develop new, um, new missions. Um, 17 years ago, the Irish branch of IBVM set up a school in South Sudan, the first time that congregation, that order had gone to South Sudan. And at the same time, the English branch um, decided to set up a new mission in Albania. And Sister Imelda Poole was sent to Albania with another companion to set up a mission there. But instead of setting up schools, which were not, not so much needed there, they set up uh, a mission to look at what was the need of the women at that time. And the biggest need was to prevent girls being victims of trafficking and to um, encourage uh, the development of women so that they were able to um, reduce the risks of trafficking to their vulnerable girls and to uh, young men as well. And that work is still going on. And we set up last year a charity in the UK to support that work, which is called Mary Ward Loretto UK. And I'm fortunate enough to be the chair of that charity. But all that stems back to Mary Ward and her vision that women will do much in time and that women can do much. The um, interesting thing is that Mother Teresa in India was from Albania and she was a Mary Ward sister before she decided to leave the order and set up her new foundation. So there is this history of encouraging um, the full development of women both within the church and also in society. I have uh, the great privilege of being able to visit York because I live quite near it. I would encourage anybody who is in the north of England to go to the Bar Convent where you will find the history of, um, uh, of Mary Ward and also some of the places that you can visit. Um, Mary Ward, if she was alive today, would be um, at the forefront of the synodal process, I'm sure, in terms of encouraging women to participate in those discussions and to educate themselves and to be educated to a full participatory life in the church. Um, and we have great a joy in the in the National Board of Catholic Women, which I also belong to in England and Wales, which is participating in that synodal process and encouraging Catholic women to do that. Uh, there are schools in this country which some of you listening will be connected with who keep
keep the Mary Ward uh, message alive. And if you go to um, Europe, you will find them as well. The um, Museum of the Convent in Munich has a series of paintings of the life of Mary Ward, which were done within 100 years of her death and were hidden away after she was suppressed. Um, and these are on full exhibition there. So anybody visiting Munich should go to this museum where you will see the hat and the shoes she wore when she walked all the way from Liège to Rome uh, to, to petition the Pope for that mission. Um, and if you go to Augsburg, which is near Munich, the first school that the order founded after her death is still going 400 years later, the same school. Uh, so this is a woman who, start, who, who took Yorkshire to the world um, and who really is a charism for women um, that on International Women's Day, we should all celebrate. I'm now going to read a short prayer uh, for that. God, creator of all that is good, we thank you for giving Mary Ward to the church and to the world. Impelled by the fire of your love, she did not shrink from risks, labors or sufferings. She lived and worked for your greater glory, for the good of the church, for the nurture of faith, and for the dignity of women. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Mary McHugh, who is representing the National Board of Catholic Women. They are a consultative body to the Bishops' Conference of England and Wales. Their website is nbcw.co. UK. And the National Board of Catholic Women brings together women from many different backgrounds. They work nationally and internationally to challenge discrimination and promote the right of women to gender justice. Just like Mary Ward, they actively promote the presence, participation and responsibilities of Catholic women in the church and society. They work ecumenically with women of other faiths and secular groups. Their many member organizations, with their particular interests and networks, make an invaluable contribution to the work of NBCW. So, God bless you on this International Women's Day 2023.